the future of photography. How are you doing, Adrian? I'm very well, mate. How are you? I am just perfect today because I prepared a topic that is well let's let's figure out how this relates to photography um what i want to talk about is a topic called pro, pro protection <laughs> projection <laughs> mapping no no projection i was well, i got i got uh, language problems this morning projection mapping that's what i'm looking for okay that um, sounds interesting and it's it's less about photography itself but more about presentation um let's let's start from the beginning you 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 project something and you are uh, do, uh, do you remember as a child having seen slideshows like proper slideshows oh as, yeah yeah i as mean my, my dad projector. would do those yeah. yeah my dad would do those my my granddad did them uh, my dad still uses his projector i think mostly in the process of digitizing old slides but <laughs> right uh, and th- and that is that is just plain old projection it has been around forever almost and uh, this is how how our how our projectors the digital ones work the same way you have a rectangular picture frame of some sort and you project it to a rectangular screen right so you project that, and uh, if the projector is parallel to the screen, you will not have any distortion on the screen. It will be a, a plain rectangle there. And uh, so traditionally, and um, I remember this back from school, those projectors were always high up on a, on, a, on a pedestal because they had to be in the middle of the screen, so it looks fine. Now, over time, those things have moved to the living room, and you have now have the projector down on a table. And it's lower. So the projector projecting upwards distorts that, right? Mm. You get this picture uh, that is wider at the top than it's at the bottom. And then the, the, the people who made those projectors introduced what's called keystone correction that pretty much fixes that shape by by changing these angles and it's a, there's analog ways to do this modern projectors have a, a shift lens built in so you have a little lens that you can shift up and down and photographers will probably have heard of that um there's is, a that, course- is that how they do it because because so far you're just describing the first five minutes of every corporate meeting i ever go to exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly no the, the 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 better analog projectors or the better projectors have this analog way of shifting the lens it's not on axis with the little uh, projection thing inside. And then there's the digital keystone correction, which is it skews the image to fit the screen. But you lose some pixels this way. And they are now really good at that. They include like very super strange angles. You can now often take a projector and position it at the side of the room and just make that picture somewhat magically appear rectangular on that screen. So that is a form of projection mapping. Uh, okay oh, okay right okay but on a flat surface um on a flat surface and and by the way if you move that projector closer to the projection screen that creates even more distortion um have you heard of these ultra short throw projectors these are projectors that you put like in, i don't know 20 30 centimeters in front of the screen at the bottom of the screen so they almost oh, project right, no. upwards you know but they have <clears throat> they have some sophisticated technology and mirrors and stuff to to de to 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 take the distortion out. Oh, I tell you where I do see those uh, in in school. 
Um, they are now where, in school. You, you where, they, might see where they have a, a where they have smart boards in school classrooms, and uh, it's not not so much from underneath, but often the project the projector the top, is on an arm at the top, so it's very out of the close way. to the screen, right? Yeah, very close. Yes, and it it uh, and the distortion gets taken out by by various means, but in the end, it, it does come down to fixing the geometric distortion of images. Now, let's extend this a bit. Um, you see, I'm I'm doing like a an approach here so let's extend this beyond just a rectangular plane instead we project to an irregular surface so uh imagine your projection surface is now a, a cube a white cube in hanging off a string um with a corner of the cube pointing towards the projector Ooh, okay so the projector sees three surfaces and they are all at weird angles from the projector now you project from that projector and you you split up this this image into several images and you skew them with whatever digital trickery you can do to fit the faces of the cube as if they were projected to from straight on right okay so so that is a, a projection mapping technique that is getting closer to what I want to talk about. And you can do this yourself by the way. This is a really interesting thing and we'll I'll link a little tutorial um there's different software that can do this you need a digital projector you need something to project onto which could be again uh, just any irregular shape people have built little stages from foam board <laughs> and, and, and made music videos this way um, you need a computer and you need a, a piece of software there's one free that i've uh, found which is called vpt which is um yeah it's a it's an open source thing i think that oh, okay. That's so, do so, this. so these th this is not something that yeah. You because know, when you describe projecting on a, a three dimensional surface, that sounds to me like you need a, a whole studio full of people and and well, you used to you used like to, but that software is now available. And then what you what you have is in that software you have a project and you have uh, you can align individual video streams to different shapes. And pretty much you build like a, a 3D mesh that then warps the image for you. A very good example is Pomplamoose, which is a band from uh, from the States. And they've been on YouTube for a long time and they've done really amazing videos. And they have done a little series of videos where they use projection. So they build little sets of like yeah with 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 shapes standing on little stage and then they mapped all that with projection and did a live video with that um it's it's really really fun to watch i think they've been sponsored by epson for that because epson makes projectors but that doesn't oh, right. really matter okay. it was it was a memorable video to watch and uh, you see this now often uh, in in public on buildings for special events like the places there where people go to celebrate something at night and there might be a fireworks or something. But then often you also see um, you see projections onto buildings and they are projection mapped. So it's not just a slideshow on a building, but it takes the geometry of the building into account. Um, and what these people do, like there's companies that specialize on that, is they acquire the 3D geometry using LiDAR or photogrammetry different techniques to get like three-dimensional information about that building just imagine the building with windows and pillars and overhangs and niches and stuff and that just once you have that information in the computer then you can build that 3d animation that uses the building and even interacts with it 
there's a really a few a few interesting videos we will we will show some interesting um things where the building kind of appears to i don't even know appears to to crumble and and change its oh, shape okay. and then right. uh, someone climbs out of a window and goes around or there are different <laughs> lighting effects in that building that uh, that are not really there but that that are pretty much generated 3d generations based on the building geometry taking that into account um really cool stuff so a really interesting way and it's these have been around for a while but they are now much more accessible with uh better projection systems and uh, better software now we'll take this one step further um there that sounds is... pretty impressive already actually projecting <laughs> on three-dimensional buildings <laughs> it is and you should really watch the videos um there is another thing that i came across a few years ago here in germany on a hacker congress and it's the so-called augmented reality sandbox now imagine a sandbox in front of you might be like a meter by a meter in size and what, like an actual sandbox like an actual sandbox with actual sand in it so right okay <laughs> and then on, on. Uh, above it projecting down you have a digital projector that covers the sandbox with just plain white for for the moment and now you add a uh, a connect depth sensor you remember the the microsoft connect thing yes. that for, for video gaming but that thing has been hacked so many times and it provides depth information so it, it sees how far things are away from it and creates this grid or this point cloud or something that then can be used by software so there's a this this re augmented reality sandboxes are pretty much little topography generators so now Imagine okay, I'm going to go quiet for a bit now because I've just clicked on the link. I know I shouldn't, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> yeah, T take your take. T just imagine you're making a, a little a little hill out of the sand. You play in the sandbox, right? You're making a little ditch and you make a little hill. That Kinect sensor senses these features and then tells the projector to project a mountain onto that hill and to fill that moat with blue, as in water. So now you get to sculpt the landscape and it will in real time adapt to what you do to it. So you can dig a hole and it fills with water. You can make a little hill and it'll turn <laughs> into a little hill visually. Um, this is awesome. <laughs> amazing fun to play with this. So that is, again, projection mapping in some form. Um, there, is, there are other examples where artists do projection mapping on, on moving targets. So there's a... Uh, one um, where they, they project a, a face onto a face. So there's this person on stage and it's moving and their, their face keeps changing all the time because it's a projection. So th there's now, th they, they track the location of the face and then adapt the projection to that. Um, another one is called Omote, which um, goes in a similar direction. So you have this projection of... Uh, of features onto moving targets, which again has has a lot of potential. Of course, it is similar to what we are going to see in a few years, which is the augmented reality thing, where you have moving targets. You look through a pair of special augmented reality glasses, and you will see the surroundings with stuff superimposed to them. So we're we're looking at a, a kind of a convergence of different technologies here. 
Now, yeah, that it, do you know what this reminds me of? I don't know if you would have experienced this, but in maybe the mid nineties on the first windows machines, there used to be an algorithmic screen saver that would draw mountains, you know, three, three D pictures of mountains as your screen saver. I think I remember that. It's a long time. I am talking about, well, well, certainly well over 20 years ago, maybe not 25 years ago quite, but possibly, possibly <laughs> 25 years ago. We're getting old. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But it just reminds you, because I used to, because you could get it to redraw whenever you liked and you could save a particular landscape it had drawn and, and use it as a background to your monitor and windows. Right. Um, we, we, in all your 640 by 480 pixels. Right. <laughs> sorry, slight tangent there, but that's what, what but that's what these topographic, topo, uh, God, sorry, can't speak. That's what these topographical maps reminded me of when I right. clicked on that link. Right. I should probably be paying more attention to what you're saying, shouldn't I? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, now here's one last example, um, which is a super advanced one, which has motion moving surfaces and projection onto those surfaces, but it's it's more of an art installation. It's called Box. Um, and they have robots that hold panels, white panels that get, get projected on. So these robots are choreographed. Their motion is choreographed. There is a, the camera is in a robotic arm. So the camera's motion is part of that 3D model. There is a human in there, a real one that interacts with these things. There is projection uh aligned to the surfaces while they move and it's all di digitally mapped to create a fantastic illusion so a box is definitely one of those things that it's a five minute video everyone should look at that and it's 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 mind-boggling it uh it's it's all choreographed it's all yeah it's a piece of art and there's a behind the scenes video as well we'll link to all of those um that will give you an idea how they did it and what they did there so Projection mapping, what does it mean for the future of photography? Oh, well, I mean, some of those examples, yeah, you've got their art, you've just been mentioning, you've got education, you know, and, and, and they, they are, I mean, I know this, this is projection. So I guess, I guess for the purposes of answering that question, we have to, we have to say that actually displaying imagery, image, excuse me, displaying imagery is part of, yeah, is part of photography. And yeah, I'm inclined to agree with that. You know, it's there's not a lot of use for a photograph that just sits on your high, hard drive and never gets looked at. <laughs> well, so, projection, of course, is what our cameras do, but but in, in a different direction. So whatever is outside of the camera gets projected into the camera through a lens. So it's, it's like a projection, but in a different way. So the whole yes. perspective correction thing, for example, is one of the areas where that links with photography because we're now using shift lenses. That's well, some people do, which is part, which is the same as the shift lens in your, in your home cinema projector. Yes. So, you draw, the, it go, the light goes the other way, doesn't it? That's all. I it remember, goes both this, ways. Yes. I've got another, I've got another bit of memory of being at school. Actually, I had a science teacher at school who was teaching us about light and you had to draw, um, you know, a, a diagram of a, of a person and then the, the light would be bouncing, coming from the sun and then bouncing off something and going into the person's eye. And that, of course, is, as we all know, how you see. And, <laughs> right. uh, and this particular teacher always used to get really upset if you drew the arrow pointing the wrong way. He said, the laser beams do not come out of your eyes. <laughs> True. 
Well, <laughs> the, the light goes into it, your eyes. Not depends on what science fiction movies you watch. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, so that's a good point, isn't it? Because there's a lot of um, uh, it, it, I, iris recognition things yeah. in science fiction movies. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they, anyway, they, the. The acquisition of photos it has some influence on that. But um, when we're looking at all these mapping algorithms, um, we will see this in editing. For example, when we look at something like 360-degree photos and video, there you can now, with most software packages, edit 360-degree photos as if they were 2D. You can, you can zoom around in them. You can turn the camera around. You can clone stuff out and do whatever you do in in the software, if you look at Photoshop or Affinity Photo, they have modes for 360-degree editing. Yeah, and, they, you, and and with video now as well. Actually, and with video which... too. So cloning, repairing, fixing. Uh, Final Cut Pro, which I use for my video editing, has a 3D uh, has a 360-degree mode now, so you can edit 360-degree video. Um, and of course, from a presentational point of view, there are just more creative ways to showcase your photography. You can get it out to people in ways that might surprise them or delight them. And again, while while this is technically still kind of involved because you need a projector and surfaces and stuff, that's well, this that that stuff or parts of that stuff will filter down into augmented reality. So you won't need the projector anymore because you you're wearing it on your nose. Um, in... Yeah, that, yeah, yes, it's 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 because it, the the thing that I'm thinking about to bring it right into current yeah current spec technology is people yeah um, the the newest mobile phones which of course create depth maps by using their secondary camera uh, right. uh, modules, which is how you get things like portrait mode and 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 stuff like that where you can blur the the background. You can actually already get. Um, editing uh you can get editing applications on the phone and on desktop that allow you to uh take advantage of that depth map they will extract the depth map from the photograph exactly. and allow you to play tunes on editing in that and i'm trying desperately to as uh to, to find the, there's one i haven't tried it yet because i haven't got a phone that captures a depth map but there there's at least one uh, app that you can get on the phone and on the desktop that will allow you to do uh that kind of editing and i cannot remember what it's called i'll try and find out to put it into the show notes all right so yeah, projection mapping. Um, by the way, whoever played Pokemon, the 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 placing that virtual object on a surface, like like in Pokemon, that is projection mapping. And there will be things like virtual picture frames, virtual projection screens, even just just imagine theming your environment based on your mood. So there's a lot of things that um, that will filter down. Maybe not with actual projectors but um, with new technologies. But this is all paving the way for ah, stuff that we can't even really imagine just yet. <laughs> We're scratching the surface here. So projection mapping is uh, is a thing. Look at the videos. You'll probably eat better. I, I'm already hooked. So if I've gone quiet, that's because I'm already hooked. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to your first projection map project. Uh, projection mapped presentation oh well yes uh, <laughs> uh, yeah well, <laughs> on the free, front of my so. on the front of my house next christmas <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right i think that was it for this episode of the future of photography we'll be back in a week with more 
interesting stuff. Of course, you can always support us at TFOP, the the, the future of photography.com. Um, there's a little button. We'd be happy to get some support from you. All right. That's it. All Thanks. right. Great. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye now. You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Thank you.